Yo, it's the kid Travis Lindsay. Uh, I'm no longer doing the Boys Club podcast because my best friend died. Now I'm doing my own podcast. It's called The Church of Common Sense, which was inspired by the Boys Club podcast, where I just talk about things going on in the world today and me trying to understand and figure them out. If you're not into ranting, bitching comedy, that's fine. That's okay. I have a Disney podcast, which comes out bi-weekly, and you can listen to that one. We're Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, all that random shit. You can listen to that one, where I get drunk and I review Disney movies. So if you like rants, go to The Church of Common Sense. If you like fun stuff... Go to Hi Dad Soup Podcast, where I get drunk on Disney-themed drinks and food. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Fuck Scott McLean. I'm not worried about the 12-year-old boys that have nothing to do and are trying, are, you know, oh, well, I'm worried about them because eventually they're going to be men, but they're common. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but. Yes. Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. Oh, hey, Internet, and welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah McClellan. And if you're a brand new listener, which I'm thinking I will have a few of you for this one, Intoxicated is a weekly comedy variety talk show where I get personal with comedians, creators, and characters. And this week's guest is most certainly all three of those. Guys, this is insane. So this week, I am talking with Alicia McCarvall. If you haven't heard of her, it's likely that you've been living under a rock and probably have never been on TikTok. So you got to change that and get on TikTok. (laughs) Alicia started posting on TikTok just over a year ago, and in less than a year, she has gained 1.5 million followers. She shares videos of her life, her workouts, her relationship with her husband, Scott, and a lot of truth bombs. She is hilarious. She is a truth teller. She is an educator. She is a true creator. And she is here to challenge and change the way we view our bodies and the bodies of others. She is truly inspiring millions of fans every day to start loving themselves and valuing themselves. And she does this on her various platforms. I actually met Alicia um, when I was doing a shoot for a podcast I am working on called Canadian Love Map. We did a wonderful episode with her and Scott where they shared their love story and Alicia shared her journey of self-love. And Charm Diamonds actually surprised her with an engagement ring and Scott did a surprise proposal right there on the podcast. Uh, because they actually never had an engagement ring when they got engaged. So it was such an exciting experience. There wasn't a dry eye in the store. I will literally never forget this. It was so cool. I'll be sure to link below to the video for that and also the podcast episode if you want to check it out. But I knew after seeing her on Love Map and also from following her for a while that I really wanted to get Alicia on Intoxicated to just share everything. Share her journey, to talk about the life of content creation, and of course, self-love and body positivity and confidence. 
This episode was epic. We actually recorded for over three hours. Alicia is a natural at long form podcasting. This one sort of naturally came together in two very distinguishable parts. So I'm actually going to be releasing this as a two part episode because it truly does feel like they are two big topics that deserve their own episodes. So part one will be this week and part two I'm going to release next Friday. Alicia just actually went full-time with content creation as a career. Um, So in this first part, we really dive into what it's like to be a content creator, the challenges associated with that, how she manages it, how she stays authentic with her audience, and of course, how she handles hate. This was such a good conversation. I mean, I asked her a thousand questions and I still probably could ask her more, but I'm just utterly fascinated with the world of content creation, especially with people who are very vulnerable and open about their lives. I'm just so curious and interested in how they deal with that. But Alicia is an absolute inspiration. Uh, The whole time I was just completely in awe with her and how mature and intelligent and authentic she is. She really has a head on her shoulders and a good grasp of what she's doing, and it's truly so cool. We actually did run into a slight technical difficulty right at the beginning of this episode. Luckily, it happened just right after I officially opened the episode and introduced her. My computer decided to just shut down. I don't think that it like my computer could handle Alicia and I being together in the same room. That could very well be it. But I did manage to get backup audio, so I will include some of our conversation right before we open the episode and then we will just get right into it because in true intoxicated style I like to cold open things so we did start this episode by talking a bit about the choice of whether or not to have children and what that's like for us I mean it was great stuff and that could just be a whole other episode we'll see Uh, I know for sure that I'm having her back on um, and she did say that she would come back on so I'm holding you to that Alicia we will have you back on to talk even about more stuff and just shoot the shit and be silly but for now what an epic three three-hour episode of Intoxicated. I am so excited for you guys to hear this. So obviously, for anyone who isn't already, please follow Alicia on TikTok and Instagram. She is at Alicia McCarville on both those platforms. Check out her YouTube channel as well with Scott. And on YouTube, they are the McCarvels. So I'll be sure to link below to all of those places to find her. Although I assume a big chunk of people listening are already fans of her. I know how amazing she is. So welcome to the podcast, and I'm so excited for you to hear this deep dive with Alicia McCarvel. Before I get to the episode, I will remind you to subscribe to the podcast on whatever app you use, and if you've enjoyed it, consider leaving me an Apple Podcast rating and review. This helps way more than you know in terms of getting the word out about the podcast. You can also check out the Intoxicated YouTube channel at youtube.com backslash intoxicated. I do post video versions of episodes here, and of course, if you're a regular listener, listener and you really love the podcast, you can check out the Intoxicated Patreon. That is patreon.com backslash intoxicated. But as always, if you can't do any of those things, I would just greatly appreciate you telling a friend, spreading the word, or giving a share on social media. That type of stuff is always greatly appreciated. Whew. Well, guys, it's time. Buckle up for this one. It's a damn good one. I hope you enjoy part one with my amazing guest, Alicia McCarvel. All right. I have lots of friends with kids. Yes. Um, 
take my position in their lives pretty seriously. Like I, you know, I enjoy spending time with them and I enjoy, but, and I thought loving them was surreal because like, I love my husband, but like the love that you have for your best friend's child is different. And then when your sister gets pregnant and it's your sister's child, that's like a whole other layer step. Like that's, that's a, I, I joked about it. I forget. I think we were on a, I think we were live on TikTok and I was like, like, I love Scott, but like, I love Bennett more. And I was like, and I, I was like, and I whole, I wholeheartedly mean that. Like, and I would assume that Scott would take no offense to that it's because a kind of love. it's completely, it's completely yeah. different. Like I would push Scott in front of a bullet for my nephew. Like it would be yep. bless his heart, but I would yeah, Cause you're would. not taking care. Like you might be taking care of Scott in some ways, yeah. but like it's different with a child. Cause it's like, they depend on you for everything. To, like, I just can't wait to spoil. Like I can't wait to like spoil him and like send him home and him be like, auntie Alicia is so cool. <laughs> like I can't wait for that moment that he like gets, gets home with you're- my sister and he's like, Oh, I can't wait to spend time with auntie Alicia. And I'll be like, see, you're the aunt that always has gum. Yeah, I'm I'm gum. I'm going to have a new toy every time I see him. Anything that I can possibly do just to, like, make myself cooler than mom is what I'm going to spend my time doing. I should have a cool off. Yes, that's what I'm going to do. Bless my sister. But she was like, that's not what this is about. I was like, yeah, yes, it is. That's so I've literally funny. been waiting to, like. And anything that we're planning now in the future, like God, I was anytime we plan now, and we've always explained that to people that like when we are planning for our future, we've never planned to have children. So like when we were thinking of having a house and those types of things, children just were never. I was never like mm-hmm. I need a three bedroom because I'm gonna have two kids. It was I need a two bedroom so that when people get drunk at my house, they'll have a place to sleep. That's right. Yeah. So, but now like we're like thinking and dreaming, and I'm like, yeah, but like we have to have bunk beds for like Bennett. Because like yeah. that, that is a, like that's a serious thing. So like yeah. I've never planned to have my own kids. Like I don't need Bennett to sleep there every night. But if I want to have Bennett over on the weekend, like he needs a place to sleep. Like that has to be like I a space. That. So it's been like a new learning process to like think of like a future with a kid, but like not my own. Like not. But you're, you're gonna get the best funnest part. A hundred percent. You will get the sleepovers. I'm gonna teach him how to curse. You like like it? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. On the last episode I did, we were talking about kids and um, with my friend Kirsten, who's actively trying to get pregnant. And uh, it was weird because she asked me, she's like, like, you don't want kids, do you? And I was like, I was like, I don't know. And she goes, that means you want them. And I was like, ah, does it? I think it just means that I don't know. Yeah, I don't. It's hard because like, like a, a lot of people think first it can be the complete opposite. Scott and I thought we wanted kids like we had names picked out for kids. We thought that that was like the next step after we got married, and then we got married, and all of a sudden we were like, "Oh shit, like we don't have to have them." No, and that's literally what we did. Like when you picture your future five years down the road, like does that include a child? And for us at the time, it just didn't, mm-hmm. and that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Like that hasn't. Mm-hmm. It's not something. And like you said, not knowing, I don't feel it in my bones that I need to have yeah. a child. Me neither. Like I just don't feel that. Yeah. Now, does that mean if by some universal conspiracy that two years from now I get pregnant and I become a mother, will I not be a good one? it means that I will be a great one. I know I'll be a good mom if that were the thing to happen. But I just, I'm not planning for that for yeah. myself. Yeah. And if exactly. so many people will get And so if that changes, that's okay. Yes. So many people on uh, 
TikTok specifically would be like, <sighs> but what would you do if you got pregnant? And I was like, for us, we would probably have a kid and be parents. And like, just because yeah. people don't want children doesn't mean they wouldn't be good parents. That's right. That's, That's right. Completely. There's a lot of people who have children that never thought that they were going to be a parent, but that right. doesn't mean they don't want to be one. That's and right. I, so like, that's why I had tread lightly when people are like, why don't you want kids? And it's just like, cause I just don't see myself with them. But mm-hmm. if, if one presented itself <laughs> and that's that right. became something that we were going to have to do and be, I know that Scott would be a great dad. And I know I would be a great mother. I have a great mother and mm. I have so many great moms in my life that I've learned from and seen. And so like, I yeah. know that I'd be a good mom, but I'm not actively pursuing to bring a child into my life. Like I'm, no. I like sleeping until lunchtime. I like, <laughs> yes! there's just so many things I enjoy. I like being able to decide to go away on a weekend and not have anything free. You like freedom. Yeah. So the freedom. it's yeah. been, we, and like, we want to travel and we want to, and not to say that you can't do that with kids. It's just much harder. Can, but Scott and I have dreamed about traveling since. Well, I mean, we've been together for so long now that it's like we've always dreamed about traveling, but we've always dreamed about traveling together. We never dreamed about taking our family places. We never dreamed yeah. about taking. We've just dreamed about traveling together. And traveling together with your spouse is different than traveling with your family. Those are oh, two different. Yeah. Like those are two different types yeah. of, of traveling, right? Uh, often, family vacations become about creating an experience for your child, and that's there's nothing bad with that. But and, you're not getting. But your, you're not. You're not getting. You your, and do. like we want to backpack in Europe and go to bars at three o'clock in the afternoon and yeah. be in our hotel room drunk by seven. Like that's yeah. Like that's the type yeah. of stuff we want to do, and you just. You don't do that when you have children yep. with you. So I can't anticipate that too many people take their kids backpacking in Europe. No. Those that do, I have a lot of respect for, but. It's wild. Yeah. Both of my sisters have no desire to have kids. Uh, my oldest sister is doing exactly what you want to do. It's just her and her husband. And they they are travelers. Like, they go on, well, I mean, not anymore, but like multiple trips a year. Yeah. And like their walls they're on their house are like filled with just pictures of like where they've been yeah and it's like that is yeah that to me is more way more exciting but it's the same thing it's like yeah if i did get knocked up i might keep it yeah and, it's, and i would rock the fuck out of that yeah and people it's so funny because people will i know when people are asking that question they're like what are your views on abortion that's what they're asking that's they really ask it's, me, their it is, way. it's their roundabout ways where, and mm. i am all for your body your choice you make that decision for you and i don't like personally i don't like I would assume now where I am financially and where my life is that we would choose to keep a child, but I don't know that. Like, I don't know where I will be and what will be happening in my life if that does become, or like now I'm getting older, like having a child that as you get older becomes more dangerous for the mom and the child. And like, so there's, Mm -hmm. there's, there's more to it. There's more to it in that. But I think when people say they don't want children, that people think you hate children so much that you would never have one. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm never going to try to have one, but if I, but if I do, then I guess that's where I'm at. (laughs) And if I change my mind when I'm 45 and I'm like, fuck, like I should have had a kid, I'll adopt one. Yeah. So that's the joy of it. There, It's not just one way. And and for some, don't get me wrong. I know for some women having your own, like your own child, 
that comes from you that you like part of like birthing a child is part of the process that you're excited to do and have like I know that for a lot of women women that's like something that people are excited to do but for me that part is terrifying yeah and not <laughs> not, not something that, yeah not something that I'm interested in doing so it's like yeah. if I if we change our mind at 45 and we're ready to settle down and he's Scott says to me like hey like we should have a kid I'll be like cool let's adopt one yeah let's find one that there's tons that need yeah so like there's homes yeah there's just so many not wanting children or wanting children is so dynamic it's so much more than yes and no and it's like you said like do i feel it do i not feel it does that matter if i feel it like it's so dynamic like at the end of the day what i preach to people is like keep your nose out of women's uteruses in general just mind your business and also yeah and it's also okay to to say i don't feel comfortable answering that it's none of your business I don't know what I want. Things change. Like, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It's just this whole. I just thing. think people should not ask because it's, again, it's so dynamic. Like, what do you think it, of the question, do you want kids? Do you want, see now, it's a different every, question. Completely different question yeah. because you're asking me if I would like children, but like, be prepared to accept my answer yeah. for what it is. And yeah. that's where a lot of the issue happens. If yeah. I say to you, do you want kids or if somebody says to me do you want kids and I say no I don't need to explain to you why I don't need to give you an answer as to why I don't have to tell you what what made me decide that I don't have to tell you like any part of the decision process if you ask me a question that says do you want kids and I say no that should be the end of the discussion or you should be prepared for mothers who are trying to conceive and cannot or or like women who are trying to conceive and cannot or women who know they can't have children but want them you if you're going to ask that question you need to be prepared for the answer because if you ask a woman if she wants children and she comes back and she says yeah i would love my own but i can't have them Mm -hmm. then be prepared to support her in Mm -hmm. that because if you think that you're big enough to ask that question or you're close enough with the person to do so then you need to be close enough to support them with whatever comes out of their mouth after that so that's right like that has been my biggest like turn like a lot of people are like but i think that's an appropriate question I think that it's less about the question of do you want kids and more about how you react to the answer that comes out Mm -hmm. of the person's mouth. Mm -hmm. And you just have to be prepared to accept the answer and support them the best way possible. Mm -hmm. And for me, if you ask me if I want kids and I say no, then... My response response is uh, not enough to be a single mom. Yeah. That's always my... And people cringe at that response. I'm like, that's just... I have some friends who... They just if whether or not it was on their own or with a dude that they want kids and they'll make it happen and that's not me I want a partner I want someone to help me yeah I want to be able to like pass off baby stuff to somebody yes. like oh I dinged <laughs> <laughs> oh I think that means the episode is officially open <laughs> we just got right into it yeah. like opening this episode with kid talk yeah sorry no I got love really it. got really deep real quick no I like the cool I like the warm up the yeah. warm up combo. Uh, I guess we'll we'll get started. Yeah, there we, we go. Kind of already it. got started, yeah. and the bell, like you said, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I ding the bell. Here we are. Here we are. Oh my gosh, you guys! This is. I'm so excited for this. I can't even tell you. Like uh, just to do. What something. you're excited for this? Yes, because I haven't. Like I mean, I got to do. Obviously, we're gonna get into it, but I got to do the Charm Diamond podcast in person. But like, it's that's not. That was like a whole production yeah it's a little different yes it, it was, wasn't like it was a podcast but it wasn't like a traditional podcast well and i haven't you done know. i haven't done a podcast like this my podcasts have been all 
over Zoom. Gosh, we're you can, back. You can, you can re-ring the bell if we want to start it. Start it. There we go. <laughs> Woo! So there's a good chance you might have, if you're on the YouTube channel, you might have just seen audio for a bit there. But we're going to officially open this episode for the second time. Here we are. With a this trooper. Is first, this is your first time seeing us. This, <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. This is us. I was telling Alicia, I'm like, this literally never happens. Like, I feel like I'm someone who's trying to perform well <laughs> at sex for you. <laughs> yeah, but I've literally never done a live podcast before. So it really, it's not like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like you're, you're. It's like you're no, I can't. I was gonna. I'm the, I'm I was gonna be like I'm the guinea pig. Well, no, no, I mean like you're talking about sex, so it's like literally like you're having sex with someone for the first time. Like you don't really need to explain yourself at this That's point. True. I know no different. I have no expectations. You, See, you now if you were away, I'm not sure I have expectations, but it's not. It's <laughs> not like. But it's not like I have anything to compare it to. So it's that's exactly that. Yeah. That's exactly it. Nope. Um, yeah, but I if could, you were to go, could, go away and do more and come back, you might expect more of me. I, no, but. because see, I'm just excited, just excited to be here. Well, I'm I'm just gonna manifest that nothing will fuck up because did we we almost get a, a drink up close. Uh, close to a drink in each we, before we and started? the drink sound effects are like very much welcome. Oh God. Oh my God, so much ASMR. The ASMR people hate us. Um, okay, holy shit. We're going to reintroduce you. Okay. I, I, I don't even, like, the thing is, is, like, I've been following you for so long that I'm legit, like, when I first met you, I was nervous. Do you get that a lot from people? Everybody. And it's so funny because I'm not cool. So it's, like, when people are, like, nervous to, like, meet me, I'm, like, what? I'm more nervous. I'm nervous, so I don't know why you're nervous. And yeah. then now when we help people, like, is is this weird? I'm like, it's weirder for you than it is for me at this point. It's not. That's it's so cool, though. It's wild. so cool because my followers are, like, majority teen or adult women. Yeah. And they just want to talk. And it's so cool because they just want to have, like, a conversation with you. They just want to ask you how you're doing and talk to you about your content and yeah, it's really cool. Like, it could be worse. I could have some creepy, creepy old men as my... That's very true. You have a really good target audience, I, I do. would say. Yes, I'm very lucky. So, I mean, I'm going to give her a hell of an intro anyways, but I'm here with Alicia McCarvel, content creator extraordinaire, <laughs> uh, advocate, you're a role model. Like, you're so many things. Like, jack I don't of even know Jack where, of all trades. I don't, like, you have so many things about you. Like, I, and I just kind of figured out recently that you're, like, really artistic and you, like, draw and stuff? Is I, that? I draw, I write poetry. There's, I bitch don't. Bitch multi-talented. I can't sing. You can't? No. I'm sure you probably. No, probably I can't. Control. My sister and brother can both sing. <gasps> I, I, My brother's a rapper. Yes. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to my little brother. What's his name? Ate. Okay. Ate. Yep. Perfect. He is on every platform. He is incredible. So like he writes, produces, and does his own stuff. Not to hype him up, but he does, which is mind boggling for me because I can create. Like and I, I like I create video and I create scripts and I write poetry and I do that type of thing. But like his, like creating like beats and music from scratch and like. That's in, it's insane. Like I can write a poem, but like I to verbalize it somewhere is a whole other thing. And then my sister is super. She is a singer. She's very studious, and she is 
super talented like singing in terms of that type of like creativity that's so her thing so like my brother is just this really cool complex version of the two of us kind of like slapped together which is super cool because you I see him do things and I'm like like I I I can't do that as well as you can but like I definitely think that you get that from me or like right and then same thing like he's just so musically talented like my sister taught herself to play fucking guitar this summer you guys are all meanwhile well, she's pregnant and so she's teaching so Holy she knows God. how to play guitar now and like just it's yeah and they're both so something I was gonna ask you was was like like yeah do you think that it was something something in your family that like kind of had this like because you're an entrepreneur essentially i wouldn't yeah you I, are. yeah i guess and yeah. like i guess like, all of your family is are kind of like these self-starters so like this kind of like teach well, yourself see, like it's so funny because uh my parents own their own business so they've they they do um hvac um and they've had that since we were kids so and they've just been really hard workers like that mm-hmm. has been always been their their thing for me in my eyes so when I like graduated high school and I went to university I was doing child and youth and I must you yes nice yeah where I so I did I did like I did three years for like started my fourth year and like I I was just not into it. I am just not a studious person. Um, I don't enjoy school. I don't enjoy sitting in classrooms. Like it's not, mm-hmm. especially not that size. Like I possibly could have gotten behind like NSS, NSCC and something smaller, more dynamic where I could build better relationships and be a little bit more involved, I guess. Um, but I just, I was not feeling passionate about it. And so I dropped out of university and being the first (laughs) being the first child of your family whose parents have worked really hard to be able to help you go to university choosing to drop out was like a big deal I was yeah it was definitely a big deal because I I was hating in and having that conversation um was not an easy one but I was like I'm not passionate about it I'm not going to do anything with this like I'm being straight up with you like I'm not going to do anything with this so then I started working for the company I was telling you about earlier and then I was like I'm just gonna work really hard like I'm just gonna work as Mm -hmm. hard as I can Mm -hmm. and uh, like I went like I said I went from the front desk in the daycare to having my own um, facility and managing my own team and then so I had just worked really hard to get there so Whereas like my brother and sister, like my sister has her bachelor in science in education and she also took time and went and became a physiotherapy assistant. And then now she's doing her master's in education. So it's like she is the complete like opposite. Like she is very extremely studious and good at it, like very good at it. And then my brother same thing like truly enjoyed his education. So it was like hard to have that conversation to be like, yeah, I'm not going to finish my education like I'm not I'm not enjoying it I'm not gonna do it but I am very much my parents and that which is very funny because I feel like a lot of parents work really hard to give their kids what they didn't have or that they think is what you should have and then so when you have a child like me who's like yeah no I'm gonna (laughs) I'm just gonna be like you I'm just gonna work really hard um that's been like that's different like it's completely different so me and my siblings are like very very much alike but also so dynamic in terms of like our you know our background our schooling our those types of things but 
I am wholeheartedly my parents in terms of like working hard, building. Like I would consider this like for me building a business and building yes. a brand and empire. Even like <laughs> yeah, I would say day, empire one day. So it's like that, and that for me now at the position that I'm in, it's like I all of these years I've spent just working hard mm. is now got me to this point where I'm like now I just get to work hard for myself. Like now I just to like yeah. I get to work hard for myself and for Scott and for my family and like I get to work hard building a brand so it's very funny because I had mentioned earlier like I've always been a firm believer in everything happens for a reason and I just think that me building spending that time all of those years like deciding not to finish my education and to just you know work hard and put in time and invest in um who I'm working for has now got me to the point that I'm like okay I can do this because I know I know how to work hard like I know how to meet a short deadline I know how to um give a little extra I know I've done those things for so long that it's like okay let's see if I can do this for myself now which is a lot more pressure um I remember when I, I when I quit my job like when I actually like took the leap to quit my job I told my parents at my at their anniversary dinner <laughs> at my house. It was at my house. So it was on my territory. So I was like, okay, I'm going to tell them that I'm going to quit my job. And we were, we we're all sitting around my table eating uh, keg takeout. Um, and I, nice. I, I'm like waiting to like, I'm like, uh, I'm going to quit my job. And like, they're like, okay. Like everybody, like I remember like everybody being like, <laughs> okay. And then my dad's like, for what? <laughs> and I'm like to do this like I'm gonna I'm gonna like I'm, I'm gonna do social media full-time like I'm making money now I have a management team like things are going well for me and he was like why don't you just keep a job why don't you just keep a job while you do it and like mm. and I this was like such a funny moment because when I was 19 21 somewhere in there I was working for Tim Hortons um And it was like at the end of it, it was really shitty, but I loved working for Tim Hortons. Again, I worked hard. I was a supervisor. Like I enjoyed that work. Um, But they, at the end of it, like the location that I was working at was just taking advantage of me. I was in school and I was like, I can't do this. Like I I already don't like what I'm doing for my education. I can't be stressed out with like the crap that you're putting me through. So it was my father who helped me pack up my uniforms and was like, you'll never get too many chances in your lifetime to quit a job because you can and I was like okay and I ne- I held on to that for so long so, so when, I, when I was making the decision to quit my job in the back of my head was my like was my father back when I was 21 saying to me like you're never gonna get many opportunities in your life to quit a mm-hmm. job because you can mm-hmm. and I was so I'm so not because you have to right you, because you literally your because choice. you can mm-hmm. so I was literally sitting there and I was like actually dad I was like uh, if we flash back to when I was 21, uh, I was like, it was you who told me that I'm not going to get too many opportunities to quit my job because I can. And I was like, and I'm in a position right now that I can quit my nine to five job because I can. Um, and I'm going to do it. And he was like, uh, and my mom was like, you did say that. <laughs> so I was like, and it was, it was such a scary thing that like, shouldn't have been scary. Like I know my finances, I I would never I would never choose to quit a job if I couldn't still afford to sustain my life. Um, But I was at this point where I was so half in, half out. So like with both my job and social media. So it's like I was half in going to to my job during the day and then creating content at night and then 
it was like I'm not giving a hundred percent to either. either, and you're probably exhausted, right? And it's just like yeah. I, I don't think that's fair to the job that I'm working, and I don't think that's fair to my content creation. So I was like, okay, I need to choose. Do I continue with what I'm doing with content creation and fucking hope that something comes of it, or do I, you know, stay with my job? Like, which do I I pick? So I I just have spent a lot of my time in my life doing things for other people and doing you know stay like my job with that the company that let me go and just spending time on things that didn't necessarily bring me joy. That I was like, fuck it. Fuck um, it. Fuck it. I'm quitting. I, so oh, I did it. Good I'm, for you. I, I, I brought in my letter. And the funny thing is I, we and Scott had talked about it and we had agreed that if I could make my salary, once I made my salary of what I would have made, mm-hmm. made in my position, then I could quit my mm-hmm. job. Like that was, and it wasn't like he said you could, no man's going to tell me what to do, no, no, but no, no, no. it was more of like a collaborative, like yeah, yeah. as a couple, what can we afford to yes. do and how would it make sense? You got to be realistic yes. and practical. So, and yeah. yeah, I did include him in the decision. I didn't just do it. Um, but yeah, so we, that's what we had decided. So then like the, the minute I was that, like I was that close to it, I was just like, there's no point. My job was going to go work from home. I'm like, I'm not making these poor people send me all my shit home and then maybe like two weeks later come get it like right. <laughs> sorry i'm not working from home. so i wrote up my letter but i didn't i did it i wrote up my letter at work because i don't have a printer uh, i love that. i wrote it does. <laughs> i don't i don't either and i'm like i need to get a printer yeah i wrote up my letter at work and then i brought it home and I tricked Scott into thinking that I had quit my job before. Like he knew that it was coming, but I had tricked him into thinking that I had done it with, without telling him for sure. So he walked, he walked through the door and I handed him the letter and he was like, did you quit? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, okay, let's do this. And I was like, I didn't quit yet. <laughs> I was like, but I'm going to quit tomorrow. Because I just was like, it was just like a good reassuring, like reassuring moment. Um, yeah. Not that I ever anticipated him to not be that way. He's been that way. I know we talked about it on the Charm podcast, but like he's been my number one fan forever. And if mm. I told him tomorrow that, I don't know. If I told him anything tomorrow, he'd be like, okay, if you think that's going to work, let's do it. Like, so yeah, that was, he's a let's roll with it. Yeah. So I just, I got, I got, I got to work the next day and I handed them my letter and I worked out my two, almost two weeks. They let me go a little bit earlier, which was fine. There's no point in me starting a new month. So it was, and this is it. And here we are today. So that was October 31st was my last working day. And so it's been two, two and a half months. So, yeah. How are you doing with it? How are, how are you? I am, That's my first question. I am happy. How, okay. That is are a- you, okay. Cause, cause I won't lie watching like as a fan, um, and a follower of yours, I, I feel like I get like some empathy pangs sometimes. Well, not only cause I see what you have to deal with and the shit you take and, and all of that, but also I'm like. Is she sleeping? Is she tired? <laughs> Does she have someone managing her DMs? The DMs thing. I manage my I own just, DMs. I can't. I I can't imagine how many DMs you must get. So many. It's too many that I, I can't answer. I can't answer all of them. I, I like I can't. And I've had a few people be like, you should get somebody else to answer your DMs. And I'm like, no, because yeah. I'm not like I part of my brand is being authentic and I don't need a random person answering the people that send me messages and I would rather just not answer. Like if that's the case, I'd rather read it. And I, to be very 
honest, I read 98% of my DMs. So that's pretty that, damn good. That, that 98%? I can, 98, right, right after the new year, I deleted a whole bunch of the requests. I just was like, I'm starting clean in 2021 just so that I can feel a little bit less pressure. Um, so I deleted a lot of the requests that had come through, but I get to read a majority of them and I, I'm just learning to just shut them off when I need to. Because yeah. um, a lot of the times it's only overwhelming because people just want to give you a kind reaction. Like it's not, nobody's doing, for the most part, nobody's being like mean or aggressive. It's like usually just like if I post my outfit, my my audience is so engaged right now with my content that it's incredible because I can post like, I'll, I'll show you right now. What's so that? like we can go through like my stories right now. So like yes. literally me eating an ice cream cone got 124 replies yesterday holy shit and that that's that's that is literally nothing compared to like some days like so two days ago my uh, which video was it my me talking about going around the oval on one lap i loved that one me talking about going around the oval on one lap was i had like 400 holy shit and these are are they messages or just reactions no they're replies they're like full-blown replies to what i'm saying so like yeah 92 to this one 40 to this one 10 to this one 26 to that one like my outfit one that i just posted is 173 i haven't even read those yet so it like it get 175 to uh, and, and and i'll just say and these are all different too like these are so they're like in the span of literally an hour i now have like 400 dms that i have not replied. i'm also getting a bunch of notifications just because i think you tagged me <laughs> like so there you go so okay so like, i i don't even know where to start with this yeah. because here's the thing i feel like in the word influencer which i that's what you are right I is it a dirty word? I kind of feel no, like for some people it's a dirty. Di- it's not a dirty word to me, but it's a dirty word to other people. Like in yeah. a sense that, like I would consider myself a content creator. creator. That is how I am going to introduce myself to people. Yeah, um, I think the word influencer. I think that there's a couple different types of influencers if i will i think that there are influencers that have their platform and were given their platform because of the influence they have on people for products and fashion and things like that and then i think that there are people like me who i don't want my influence to lie in my lululemon brand deal i want my influence to lie in the fact that you choose to buy yourself a crop top because it makes you feel better about yourself. You have like, a message attached to it. I want my influence. My message is about loving yourself. It's not about you choosing to buy the products that I, you know, I have. That's right. So for me, a lot of people enjoy the influence part of things. Um, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. I think that there are plenty of influencers that I follow that I just enjoy seeing the products that they're using or things like that that don't necessarily have a message behind their platform that's exactly it and you want to know what on a recent episode we got into it talking about because i have a comedian friend who really doesn't like influencers yeah and i was literally just like they're not all the same alicia's doing amazing things and i mentioned you and i was like talking you up because i was just like i just feel like it's this weird dirty like it's this weird stigmatized word and it's it's really triggering for people because i think people see influencers or they see like the people you mentioned they and they think oh they don't have talent and like 
like they were just given this platform and, and I like they're selling us stuff now. I don't begrudge people who have that. Like exactly. I don't I I do not begrudge that at all. Like I yeah. think I think that there is a time and a place for that and I think but I think that what I do is different. Absolutely. And I think that content creator matches me better because uh it kind of encompasses everything i create content that inspires i create content that is funny and i create content for brands to pay my bills that's right that's right i am a content creator yeah i don't care if you buy the products that i'm posting about i that has no that has no impact on whether or not i'm going to show up to more to still hype you up and empower you <laughs> that's right that's not like that's not what's important to me what's important to me is the fact that you feel good when you watch my videos mm. but i still need to pay my bills in mm. order to be able to give you the content that you indulge in and yeah. see at the end of your day and enjoy viewing and i hope come to watch to feel better about yourself so like in order for me to do that full time and create the quality content that i want to create i also have to create content for brands so that's yep. just part of that world. So I've been trying really hard to kind of destigmatize my ads. And I'm sure you've seen my posts yes. and stuff just explaining it to people. Because if if you are checking into, and this has been the easiest way to explain it to people. If you're checking into the Alicia McCarville channel and you come home after your day and you click on my channel so that you can watch how my day was and the things that I got up to and you have a couple laughs and then all of a sudden an ad appears it's a commercial. It's essentially for me, it's a commercial that typically only lasts one minute mm -hmm. that I talk about a brand that I've vetted, mm -hmm. that I know the background of, that I truly do use. Yeah. Like I'm not selling you things I haven't used before. Um, I'm and products that I actually do indulge in. And then once that minute's over, it's back to the regular program. I love and that. That's, yes. like, that's the way that I that's the way people should view it, especially if your content creator has a platform in which they have a motive that and a message behind it because you want to indulge in my message and you want to listen to me and you want to feel good and you want to laugh, but I still have to pay my bills at the end of the day. And I don't want to have to ask my followers for that. Like, I don't want to have to say to them you in order for you to, because there's plenty of people do it. There's Patreon, mm -hmm. there's only fans. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of people who indulge and work and ask the people who are watching them for money. Yeah. So there is platforms that you can do it. I'm just not interested in those platforms right now. That's right. So right. it's like, in order for me to pay my ball, my balls, my <laughs> in order for me to pay my bills, I need you to sit through a yeah. 45 second or a one minute video about why I think Lululemon is great. I yeah. need you to like, share, comment on, or engage with my posts about Mary Brown's. I don't, I don't need you to go out and buy Mary Brown's, but I would be appreciated if you could like a button and tell me my hair looks good. Like it doesn't even, uh, it doesn't, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be a big thing. And it's been very eye opening for me to like how much content for creators that I do watch that I don't engage with. So like now, like, um, I have a specific time of day where I go to like my favorite content creators and I swipe up on all of their links and I comment right. on all of their videos because I know how important that is for the engagement of, of, and for of that person, their stats, yeah. brand deals, all of that stuff matters. So Right. I think that it's very, the, the word influencer makes sense because do I influence people 
for things yes i do like i i so many people bought new lulu clothes and i'm happy about that because lulu has has always made me feel good in my body and has been what I've used for exercise. So I'm glad that women are getting that opportunity to do the same for themselves. But more importantly, my goal when I'm, you know, on my platform on a regular basis is just to influence people to make healthier, happier, and more choices of love for themselves and their bodies. That is where I want like my influence to be. So spend a lot of time like digging into that for questions like this, because Mm -hmm. there is a lot of stakes and people don't understand it as the, is, is the other thing. They don't understand the work that goes into content. Yeah. Like I create those videos. I I edit them. Not only that, but it's your time and your life. And, and, and like, you know, like you're sharing, it's very vulnerable what content creators do. Yeah. Um, and also too, there's not a lot of separation from work and personal life. Yeah. And, and like you and I are cut from the same cloth. Like we are people who talk openly about our lives. We share aspects of our lives. Um, and so like, what are the challenges with that? Because, Obviously, you must have some time that you set aside for you're not recording it. You're not posting about it. I don't. So we're I'm very lucky because Scott and I have been together for a very long time and I've always kind of shared our life with our friends and family. I've never really had a filter in that sense. So like that's that that's nothing new to him. But like when we're out for dinner or when we're out for drives, like sounds funny, but we we go for drives all of the time that is our space to get out of the house for more than one reason i work in there i live in there it's nice for us to just like get up and leave it we're in the middle of a pandemic i don't want to sit at home all the time so it's like we'll just get up and drive and we've always done that but we never really realized how impactful just like getting out for 35 minutes to not be in the house yeah it's so key so that's something that we do that use of phones is not a part of so like if we're out for like our long drive and like scott is the protector of that for me because i if i'm being completely honest i it's habit like i was gonna ask are you addicted it is it's a habit yeah um i i think it's less being addicted to having it's like it's i like to be updated now like it's one of those things that it's like this is how i pay my bills now so there also has to be a little bit more understanding about me having my phone which is another side of the thing so yes i need to set boundaries for myself and my platform and when i'm feeling overwhelmed i turn the comments off so that people can't write me in my stories so i just shut that down and then once a week usually is i'll pick a time whether it's scott something scott and i are doing or something that if if people really feel the need to send me a message, they can still go to my profile and send me a message, right. which is fine. A couple of people do that here and there, but I just, I don't need to like see my phone going. I have no note. I have no Instagram notifications on my phone. That is actually, I read no somewhere. Instagram, no TikTok. No, there's no outside. Um, I think the only thing that I have, um, I think this comes up on here, but I think the only thing that I actually have is like my YouTube and my calendar. So when you actually so. open up your TikTok, do you see all the numbers on the bottom? Yeah, but there's there's no way to, at this point, like, there's no way for me to actually analyze those numbers. So, like, I don't yeah. see every comment that, thankfully, no. I don't see every comment that comes in. I see my messages, but I actually have cut myself off from replying to my TikTok or to mm-hmm. my TikTok messages. Mm-hmm. I don't. So, uh, unless, 
it depends if they're f- people who are like my friends on TikTok. So like other people that I follow that they follow me that comes to a different that comes to a different mailbox on TikTok. Oh, so if right. people request to send me a message, I typically I'll read some of the ones that are like big and kind. I'll read, but it it's 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 one point five million people on Holy that. App. So it's like it's 1. different. One point five million. Okay, one point five million. One. 0.5 million followers on TikTok. And how many on Instagram? Um, I'm almost at 215,000. So you're you're getting up there on there as well. Yeah. That's in... And you and you just had your one year... Was it one year anniversary on TikTok or two years? One year. One year. During the podcast. During the podcast. Yeah. So did you had one video go viral right is that how it kind of started yeah, now i've had a bunch but, oh yeah yeah but like <laughs> you're like viral that's just a tuesday <laughs> <laughs> now now but yes originally yeah. it was the one video which has kind of like set things over the edge and kind of spiraled into where we are today which was what was the tiktok my boyfriend's 10 times hotter than me (laughs) (laughs) i knew what i was doing when i was doing that people are all the time they're like oh but you talk about body positivity and then you talk about how your husband's hotter than you and i'm like i think i'm beautiful like i think that i'm a great person but by society standards my husband is hotter than me like Mm -hmm. i'm not the part of coming to you know coming to where i am with my body is realizing how much society has played an impact on Mm -hmm. how i feel about myself i'm not naive to those standards i knew when i was going through the videos of my boyfriend's 10 times hotter than me i'm like these there's no physical differences between any of these couples and i'm like you're both fucking hot like, why are you saying that you're 10 times, like, your par- partner's 10 times hotter than you? So, oh, yeah. by societal standards, they're attractive couples that were posting. So, I was like, fuck, I'm posting. And Scott was like, no. And I'm like, I'm doing it. Like, I'm doing it. And I was like, I'm wholeheartedly going to exploit you. So, I... <laughs> I did it and like this is like my first my second or my third ever TikTok one in there and it oh was it was literally I posted it and then all of a sudden like it started it was slow at first like there was it was because I only had two TikToks and but that sound was super popular at that time so it was getting out to more people and then I remember my sister texting me being like oh, holy shit 300,000 views and then like two hours later she was like 600,000 views and then I was like oh my god so like one night and then we literally went to bed and we woke up the next morning and it was like 56,000 followers oh, fucking shit that's insane yeah and then I was like oh crap like now people like no, people are watching. Yeah. And, and you chose to roll with it and just keep going. Well, I mean, I was like, what? I, we were both like, what do we do? Like, people are here. And yeah. I've, <laughs> this is so funny because I've, t- I talked to Scott about this, but I have joked about feeling like I'm, I was always supposed to be famous. Like, and it sounds funny. And I realize now when I say it, it sounds like conceited. Like, I realize that it sounds like ridiculous. But I used to joke being like, I, like, I could be a superstar. Like, I could totally be, because my person, and that's mainly because my personality is so, like, outgoing. And, like, I'd have no problem being in the limelight. Like, that's what I used to tell him. And we joke about it. So when the platform, like, when we had 56,000 followers, he was like, oh, shit, you might be famous. I was like, I'm not famous this is not how this works but i used to joke about that all the time because i there's nothing i wanted more than to be able to like have other people 
listen to the things that I say and feel better about themselves. And it was always yeah. been about that. It's always about been about being funny and making people laugh and like empowering people in general. Yeah. So like when it presented itself, I was like, I might as well try. Like that's amazing. What? Yeah. Why not give it a shot and see what happens. I, I had one hit three million and then I froze. Which one was it? Um, the the whore one, oh, where yes. my friend called me a whore. Yeah. So like that happened, and like I literally shut down. I was like, nothing I do will ever like it's that. That's not how the app works. Which is it's wild. It is so wild, and my growth has been fast, but also like slow, and like but also steady. Like there are right. some creators that create three videos and have six million followers like that they hit like something specific that like really so like and the growth the other thing for me is that my followers aren't very avid on the platform like they're just getting into the platform when COVID hit so like my age group that 25 to 35 in terms of dynamics weren't on the app the app was always viewed as being an app for younger people that when COVID hit it was like all of a sudden we need something to do. People are bored going Let's on TikTok. Go on TikTok. That's so true. So it just I'm you know it's so funny when people talk about like 2020 and like it was it was a <laughs> shitty year but like it was a good year for us like yeah. for me and COVID allowed me to support people. COVID allowed me to put myself out there and become a. a a stress-free way for people to end their shitty days yep. and it became so that's where I benefited from that because people were joining the app and the people who were you know 27 35 40 50 are looking for people that are their age they're not looking for the you know dance side of TikTok they're looking for a funny thank, funny thank you <laughs> yeah they're looking thank for you. like funny content and that side of things so I think I just was able to present myself that way and then i just found my people and and like it's just you're just such a breath of fresh air is is the thing and like this sounds cheesy but like going back to what you said about you feeling like you always had to be famous or were going to be famous (laughs) i just feel like there are some people who are like and and i'm i'm not gonna take credit for this saying because i heard it on a fucking (laughs) podcast i think it was olivia munn who said this um but like there's some people who are meant to weather storms and get through things and that's it um and then there's other people who are meant to weather a storm get through it but then turn back and try to change that for other people yeah and like that's what you're doing because you've gone through a whole journey 100 percent. and now you're taking that. that journey and you're trying to help other people yeah. through theirs. I just think that everybody thinks the world is so big, and it is, if we're talking population and in distance. But TikTok, and I know some people hate it, and I know some people <laughs> like it, but TikTok for me has been a way for me to connect all with people all across the world to realize that I am not alone, that the way that I feel the dynamics of my relationship, my humor, the things that I've gone through, I'm not the only person that goes through those things. And I think that that's been the coolest part about TikTok is for people to come and find their people, people, people who are struggling Mm -hmm. and don't have that, 
community and support are able to come onto TikTok and find those people and naturally find that community and feel connected and feel involved and feel empowered. And I've just been lucky enough to be able to create my own community and Mm. fill it with people who have been through the same things are going through the same things and Mm. just need that support. So TikTok has been a blessing for me, obviously in my life, but just also because it's made the world not seem so big. And I think that that's a lot of people, a lot of people feel like the world is so big and that they're the only one going through those things or they're the only one struggling. And I was, you know, I think about it like high school and a lot of high schools have big, you know, big populations and they have cliques, but typically you're able to go into a high school after being in a junior high in a smaller setting. And then you get to high school and things you find your people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people find their people in high school because you find people who are similar to you that you just didn't have that diversity in junior high. You just right. don't have. And I th- feel like TikTok has been done that for a lot of people. It's like, well, let's just open up the world. Open up the world. Yeah, like, let's help you connect with people who you would never talk to or see. That's so true. And do you find that it's actually, because like one observation that I, because I fucking love it. Like it, it makes me so happy. It's one of my favorite apps. Like I would say it is my favorite app over and me saying that it's crazy because Instagram was up there for me for so long. Um, but now it's like, because I loved Vine so much, I I feel like it's like kind of like the new Vine in a weird way. Um, but do you find that it is one of the more positive apps in terms of the actual comments? Um, see the, yes, because the, I say that because I, I've posted X amount of reels on Instagram. I've never had to turn the comments off. Actually, that's a lie. I turned the comment off on one of my videos on TikTok, but on my reels on Instagram, and I've posted maybe 11 of them. I've had to turn the comments off on two so far, and I've only been posting reels on Instagram for a few months. So I think that it's less about the like being more positive more negative I just think that for me the positive way more outweighs the negative in terms of my platform Mm. but it depends on where your videos go viral because I have a video of Scott and I um transitioning from towels into like date wear and I started to blow up but it is blown up somewhere in Europe (laughs) and really they don't like me there the comments are because you can what? you can um you can translate the comments on the thing yeah it blew up and it's all mean comments no nice ones but i mean don't get me wrong i'm very aware that society here and society there like things are things are different in different cultures and different parts of the world and i'm very much not the norm um right. over there so it was yeah it blew up so like it depends on where you go and what you go viral for and for me as a plus size woman a lot of the time my videos like my original video that I went viral for I knew was going to go viral the wrong way it wasn't going to go viral and people were going to be like no you're beautiful I knew that when I posted that it was going to go viral and people are going to be like what is that hot attractive man doing with a plus size woman I knew that that was and you still to and you still did it anyway. Yeah, because yeah. I I'm not insecure about that anymore. Mm. Like that is not. I knew I anticipated that happening, and then when it did, it did. So like it was, and originally when it first started to blow up, like there were a lot of negative comments. But now that I built my platform, 
I rarely see the negative anymore. Because you, you found your people. Your people found I, you. And, it, and then there's so much positive that... It doesn't even... That was what I was going to ask. Because when you when it first started happening, what was it like seeing those negative comments? Because I know that everyone deals with and like social media comments differently. Um, I know for me... I, I hate this about myself, but I, I will focus on the two negatives versus the 20 positives. Um, and I know, I know that that's a confidence thing and that comes with time. It's not even, but, that's not even, that's hard because that's not even a confidence thing. That's a like, why are you being an asshole on the internet thing? That's like, like human decency. To be honest, a lot yeah. of people focus on the two negative things and not the 20 positive things because you should be a good human. Yeah. I should expect positive things on my videos i should expect that when you choose to put yourself into the comments of my videos that you're going to be a decent human being so then when people go against that it's shitty because it's like i expected you to be good and yet here you are so it's not always a confidence thing right it's not always a confidence thing it's more so like i just expect better from the world so like what the fuck are you doing with an anonymous tiktok account spending your time yeah. trying to belittle people on the internet like that is so true so originally when the when the first like grouping of hate comments i was prepared for the ones on the original video that i posted like i knew that that was going to happen um but there have been some there have been some shitty ones where I've fixated on them. I fixated on the one the other day. And I guess it just depends because the comments that bother me the most are not the people who are like posting pig emojis. Like they're not the people that are like, oh, you're fat. Like I'm not fucking stupid. Like I see myself every day. Like you're not bothering me when you post those things. The people that bother me the most having a platform are the people that think they're right in their views of fat people mm. like that's the stuff that bothers mm-hmm. me or grown-ass men who think that they can go onto a platform and bully women or yeah. people in general yeah so like that's where i kind of draw the line for me i'm not worried about the 12 year old boys that have nothing to do and are trying are you know well i'm worried about them because eventually they're going to be men but they're common <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, but yes their comments on my videos are not what gets to me that's right it's, it's the things where people are like oh you're gonna die because you're obese and it's like no, I'm not going to because I see my doctor regularly and I'm well aware of my health risks and I exercise. So it's like, I'm not like, no, but that's how they view in my mind. A lot of people say those things because that's how they actually view every fat person. And those comments get to me because I can take them. I can handle them. I'm a, I've been through it. There's nothing you're going to say to me that's going to affect me, but that is not the case for everybody. And that's where I find it hard accepting those comments because it's like, if you're doing that to me and you know, I have 1.5 million followers, what the fuck are you doing to somebody who is 11? What are you doing to somebody who has 150? Because it's, it's, and how are they taking it? How are they taking it? So like when a 15 year old kid who's put themselves out on the internet gets the pig emoji online that's hurtful for them mm-hmm. like that is you know mm-hmm. like they're growing they're learning on who, who they are so it's like i can accept those because i'm well aware of the intention but not everybody is so i try really hard to reply to them in a humorous way like i try to be kind and clever for the most part yes um, i try to hit them back with a lot of the similar similar things that they'll say like people will jump on and be like 
I don't know. I, I was going to save some so that I could show them to you, but I didn't get a chance to go through TikTok today. So like there's some that people will say things and I will clap back as hard as I possibly can to be like, shut the fuck up. But like the the most recent one, did you see my most recent one? No, the, what was it? So um <laughs> So I'll, I'll open this up so you can see my response. But the song says, you have a, I have a pretty face, a small waist, pretty face, and a big bank. <sighs> big bank being big butt, obviously. And then this grown-ass man who's the father of four teenage boys uh, had duetted it and posted it. And he had a platform of probably 3,000 people. Um, and posted it. And then he said, did you even listen to the words? And I fixated on this. And Scott is so good at respecting my space because... I fixated on it and then we're sitting there and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to reply to him. So like, I'm going to need you to leave me here for 15 minutes so that I can do that. So yeah. And this was my response to that. Ooh, let's hear it. so mad i was so mad and like in his profile it said over 40 like okay specify like jesus christ over just specify how old you are and then over 40 and then a father of four boys and i think that that's what sent me over the edge because i was like here is this man who thought it was appropriate to try to make a woman Mm -hmm. he doesn't know feel bad Mm. about it mm-hmm. so like if that is your con is that if that's your empathy for a stranger mm. like just imagine and i know your kids follow you i know yep. they see you yep. so then i was going through his content and i was like trying to make my decision on whether i was going to reply because i do vet who i do reply to oh interesting I do, I do vet because i also realize that there are people who lash out because they're insecure and because they don't have support or they don't have love and kindness. And I do realize that that does happen, but that was not the case for this man. He has a wife and four kids and she has Christ. hobbies and like he, he literally just thought that. And as I was going through his other content, there were a few other videos of him making fun of people. Um, specifically what sent me over the edge was a video of him making fun of a man um, with, some type of mental disability and the way he spoke so as soon as he as soon as i saw that video i was like i'm taking my pants off and i'm showing him my butt like i'm (laughs) i'm I'm, like gonna do it so scott left and i did it and like that i would like to say that he no longer has a platform and 
Did yeah. he get? Did he get? No, he he deleted it, which he should have. But I he deleted I posted, his, his. I posted the video and I tagged him because sometimes I don't. Sometimes ah. if I reply to certain, that's why I vet the people who I do tag or I don't tag or who I am going to reply to because I do, I'm not naive to the fact that I have 1.5 million followers who will come for the throats of people who are trying to belittle me. That's right. But I at this point I was like I really don't care. Like one, you're making fun of me. Two, there's multiple videos of you making fun of people with disabilities i literally have no respect for you already so it's like um, so yeah so i post i posted that and like within minutes his most recent video was just filled with people and for yeah. the most part which is the other cool part for the most part because my followers are older the things that they say are more respectful right. in terms of putting people in their place. Like you need to be better. Like you're a father. Be- you need to be a better man. Like, just like there's be- no name calling. Yeah. Just, but, I mean, just- there's definitely still some, but <laughs> which there is was de- understandable. There's definitely still some. And he deserves that. Yeah. So it would like, but at that point, like, I and I wrote in the comments of my video I don't condone bullying this man like I don't condone you telling somebody ever to like Mm. kill themselves or you know like I don't condone that's not the point of my message here my point is to like educate and and put essentially put you in your place like show you that it's not okay so yeah within within an hour of my video being posted he changed his TikTok name so I removed my video reposted my video and re-tagged him in the in the, yeah. the comments with his new tag and i was like yeah we're not you're not getting away with taking like you're not getting away with changing your tiktok name then he that second time he took down the two videos of him making fun of two other people and then the video of me and then the video where all of my people <laughs> my followers were commenting on it and then within 15 like more minutes his platform was <gasps> completely and he de- deleted the account owned so, owned and like and that uh, do i necessarily feel like everybody deserves to lose their platform for things that they do know but like he it's he took it too like he, he is a grown-ass man and he took it too far like Way you are far. an adult that is supposed to have morals and values and you know that's it's that is different than a 16 year old who needs to be educated on how to treat people they're still learning you're an adult you're now teaching 16, 17, and 18-year-old boys how to be, and, like, that's not okay. Holy so that's how I kind of choose what I do and don't respond to is, like, do I need to educate here or, like, is this person just need to kind of get a taste of their own medicine? That is so true, and I tend to not like it when people just by default will say things like, let it cool down. Just don't let it bother you. Um, just ignore them. Mm-hmm. Just ignore them. Is because I actually tell off a lot of guys on dating apps mm-hmm. um, for how they talk to, to me, and obviously probably a lot of other women too. Yeah. And I've been known to post screenshots yeah. of dating app conversations, um, and I do get the response of like, "Why are you putting your energy into this?" And I think it's similar to you. It's Always. and usually when I call people out on like guys online. I explain why, you know, and and it's the same kind of thing. It's like we can at least try, like we can try to make people better, whether or not they do it. A hundred percent. Who fucking knows? It's not. It's not. This is the thing. I don't agree with buying into every little comment that's made. I don't agree with that. Like, I don't agree with you telling a person that posts a pig emoji on my video to go fuck themselves. I mean, I think that that's appropriate, but I'm not going to spend my time doing it. Um, That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when the issue is, is 
a lot of the times when women specifically stick up for themselves, it's viewed as being overly sensitive or putting too much time and energy into it, or you should spend your time on the positive stuff. And my personal opinion is that behavior condoned is behavior accepted. So, or let me rephrase that. What is the actual quote? Because I had this written down. Behavior ignored is behavior condoned. That's right. That's the actual right, 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 right. So by doing nothing, you're kind of doing something. I ignore a 55 year old man posting about my body online that I'm condoning that behavior for him to do Mm -hmm. to every other woman on Mm -hmm. the internet. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when you Mm -hmm. condone, Mm -hmm. when you ignore the behavior of these men on these dating apps who are speaking to you like you're not a human being, then you were condoning that man to do that to every other woman he speaks to. That's right. And there is that, that is a very different thing than me putting my energy into things that shouldn't exist like, or things that are negative. That's not the same. So for some, for some things, it's very important to me. Like that quote specifically, it's like, if I ignore this, who else are they going to do this to? And that's why I vet the people who I'm posting it, like who I'm like going on about or who I'm Mm -hmm. going to reply to or how I post about it. Because like who else are they going to do this to a 20 year old who has already beaten up on themselves, who already feels like nobody who was posting about their body for the first time, who is now going to feel shitty about themselves for the next two years because of a grown ass man on the internet like that. Exactly. And that's right. So it's like, you that it's a fine line between yeah. spending time acknowledging every single por- person that po- that posts something negative or actually holding people accountable for their fucking shitty actions because that is very different yeah like it's very different i'm not going to teach a 12 year old boy that he shouldn't post comments on my videos i'm not i can tr- be funny and reply to him and try to make him feel stupid because that's funny but i don't need to make a full video and send all of my people his way to, right, right, right. to say things that might be detrimental yeah. and that's why i think it's important when you're talking and who you're sharing with like these are grown-ass men on your dating app mm-hmm. these are grown-ass men who are who are going on dates with other women who are speaking to other women who are going to continue to do this mm-hmm. and you're right i might share that video and nothing might happen but if I don't do my due diligence and I don't do that for myself, then I'll never forgive myself if that person goes on to do that to another person and puts them in a mind state that causes them harm. That's right. Also, we're forgetting the fact that like when you comment on a video or if you stitch a video or if you are talking to a woman on a dating app, these are public fucking platforms 100%. and that person has every right to screenshot that, to reshare it and oof, if you're doing that to someone with a platform, they can yeah. repost that and call you the fuck there, out. Um, uh, there is um, someone who I follow on Instagram and she just made a post this week. Um, uh, Wheelchair Rapunzel. I don't know if you follow her, but she's on she's on TikTok. Um, and she um, posted last week about like, why do we hold people with platforms accountable for sharing or breaching people's privacy when these people have that have not like have put themselves out there and like that's always been my view listen if you're going to be a shitty human to me i'm going to fucking tag you (laughs) i don't like i don't have it depends like and like i said like i for the most part i vet it yeah you take a look like i had one last 
two weeks ago, a lady comment on my video talking about <clears throat> how much fat women disgust her mm -hmm. and how she almost vomited while watching my video. Oh my so this, like we all know you didn't actually almost vomit. Like, let's not be dramatic, Patty. But, like, <laughs> she... I then do some research, and this woman is a yoga instructor that is taught to coach all different types of body types and is working in the fitness industry. And I was like, fuck no, sorry. So I screenshotted it, posted it, and, and then yeah. people went to her work and people went to her things. And... She has since denied that it was ever her and somebody apparently hacked her account to go make fun of fat women on the internet. Um, oh my God. Anyways, that's <laughs> oh a whole, that's a whole other, that's a whole other topic, but, yeah. but I'm, you're not, like, you're yeah. not going to get it. You are not going to vocalize your opinion that disgustingly on my platform and then go teach your yoga class yeah. two days later with fat women in. Yeah. You're yeah. not like you're not going to get. And she's in the fitness industry. Right. She would have some influence. Get, you're in not going to get away with that. Fuck and like that. I don't. It's not okay at this point. And where I was reading something today about talking about freedom of speech and blah blah blah. And I'm like, it's not you. I understand that, but at the same time, if you're going to feel like you are a big enough person to put your opinion or those words on the internet, then you are a big enough person to handle the consequences. God damn. So, yeah, exactly so it. I do. I vet the people who I hold accountable. I do, mm -hmm. because I think that there's a difference, like I said, than mm -hmm. holding a 16 year old boy mm -hmm. accountable so severely mm -hmm. versus a grown ass man, man or woman over who, 40. Right. Which are usually the worst types of men to try to and parent, change and because they're very stuck in their ways. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Like at this point, you are supposed to have built your morals and you're supposed to. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if you at this point don't have them, then I'm just going to assume you just don't have them. So it's yeah, I just yeah, this attitude of, of pay no mind and, and ignore and 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 it's very um schoolyard mentality in, but we're a, built, in a weird we're, way. We're told. I mean, think about that. Like you when you're kids and stuff and you're telling your parents or you're telling your teachers that somebody is bugging you. Typically, the answer is, oh, just ignore it. Just ignore them. Or like you and listen. I sometimes people need to be punched in the face like some sometimes people need to be put in their place yeah. when they're doing things because that yeah. might make them think twice next time and yeah. that is kind of do I think that that goes for everybody like I said no like when no. people are posting pig emojis and like doing things like that like I know you're looking for a rise out of me but when somebody actually posts something to be funny that's meant to literally belittle me or women that look like me then then you no longer deserve the platform you have and then you are going to be held accountable for the things that you that you were choosing to say and put out into the world because those people are clearly they're spreading hate they are going out there and spreading hate yeah and anything that you can do you can to have an opinion on whether or not i look good in red yeah. you can have an opinion on whether or not where i should buy my clothes at like you can have an opinion on that am i going to take it but you don't get to have an opinion on whether or not i'm attractive you know and you don't get to oppose that publicly and expect me not to stick up for myself you don't get to have an opinion on whether or not i'm healthy because you don't live in my body you don't get right. to have an opinion on my relationship because you see 15 second videos of my husband and I's relationship so like there's a difference between having an opinion and then there's a, 
having an opinion that you know is going to be hurtful that your intention isn't to actually have a debate your intention is to make me feel shitty or to make people feel shitty and i think that there's a it teeters a line so i think people are just naturally like oh don't let it bother you when it's like no sometimes like people need to be held accountable like I, i i have a system i you know i vet people i do like i do do those things but it's that's my system and that's the mm-hmm. system that I've set up for myself since I started doing it and it's a system I'm going to continue to use. Mm-hmm. If you send me shitty things, I'm going to post about them. If you belittle women who, in general, but women who look like me mm-hmm. and you're uh, someone who is supposed to have already developed your morals and you're, you're, you've got that baseline down or you're a parent who's supposed to be teaching a child, I'm going to tell you that what you're saying is wrong because if I don't... Who will? Right. Who so, will? will what's the point of having a platform if i can't clap back at a few people i totally fucking agree and it's empowering yes it's empowering to see a fat woman get online and stick up for herself Mm -hmm. there are a lot of fat women who are looking at me and my platform and saying yeah like i feel that way and i can't believe he did that and but i wouldn't have the confidence to say that or i wouldn't have the ability to do that so it's not just about sticking up for myself it's about sticking up for my my community and my platform and the people who trust me so it's like you there's there's that fine line there's that fine line and it's just like it's just certain people there are certain people that are just i think are are truly meant to try to change narratives that are meant to try to change people's behaviors and And like do i think that bill is going to that was his name do i think that do i think that bill is going to be like boys i was wrong i shouldn't have done that to that woman no but bill no longer has a tiktok with three thousand followers on it I know that it is hard for somebody to get 3,000 followers on TikTok. So you no longer have that now. So you've got to start from scratch. And now that you've been put in your place, are you going to post the same content? I don't think so. Probably so, not. So, and if you do, I'm probably going to find you and I'll do it again. So I, do you do? So when you, when you told Scott to leave and you made that, um, <laughs> number one, how long did it take you to make? This is stupid things that I want to know. 10 minutes. And did you feel so much better after that? So much better. Like, did you feel like you just took like a big shit? (laughs) So good. Yeah. Because I mean, like there's things that like, there are things that just fester and I knew and that's, that's like part of having a platform in general is understanding where your boundaries are. Yeah. And what stuff is going to affect you and what stuff isn't going to affect you. And I knew the minute that that got posted, that that was going to have, uh, continue to affect me. And I knew that the only way for me to deal with that was to stick up for myself. So that was, I, I weathered on it. I vetted him. I went through his content and I decided that, that was going to, was going to do. And sometimes I vet people and I'm like, okay, it's not worth my time. Cause sometimes you go through people's content and you're like, okay, this makes sense that you're lashing out. Like I see why you might be hurting or I get right. it. You know, like I'm not the first person that you've done this to. You're, you know, you can see that. People don't think you can see that on content, but you can. Like, I can see when I'm going to my content and videos of other people that I understand that they might be going through something and I'm not. Mm. 
it's just easier to take it out on that's a such a mature quality to have because not everyone has that ability to if i kind of not take like to kind of step back and look at somebody as a whole person even though they attacked you yeah and tried to hurt you like it's not everyone has that ability and it's i think so good that you have i that. just think that that was just boundaries that i set for myself right away so that i didn't allow things to fester all the time because otherwise i just would let things fester because the thing about the beauty about the internet in general is that the internet gives people microphones and masks so it's it is this platform that can be so beautiful because it gives me literally a nobody from spryfield halifax nova scotia and a microphone to share my life and to make people feel good but it also gives millions of people a mask and they're typing on a keyboard right with a mask so and that's and that's the part that that is so hard with people with the internet in general is that you you have to realize that it gives although it does good things it also breeds this anonymous culture that people take advantage of Mm. and so it's like you have to be you have to set boundaries for yourself on what you are going to allow to bother you and what you're not going to allow to bother you and the quicker you do that the easier having a platform is like I learned that right away that was like the first thing that I taught myself because otherwise you'll just like everybody else spend too much time dwelling on things that don't matter yeah one of my favorite clapbacks that you did involves uh the podcast I work on contain love map um there was a comment on the Facebook video about okay so we should I'm sure you guys know but we'll do a quick summary of this (laughs) which Alicia got through a podcast that I'm working on Canadian love map um we decided to do an episode with her and Scott and um charm just loved you so much that we decided like they decided to give you an engagement ring because you didn't have one before crazy um and so it was this whole like that's how i met you and and it was this big production in the charm store and it was probably a day like no one will forget like i'm like you'll never forget (laughs) it but like it was just so like emotional like we were all crying (laughs) it was it was unreal but but someone commented on a picture from love map being like i can't believe she got like a cheap charm ring or something it like was, that she, just, I was, she deserves more so much yeah. better and I was like Deborah, <laughs> stop and this person said she was a follower of yours yeah so I replied back and said you're no follower of mine if you think that you're going to come onto a brand that has literally given me a ring and has been nothing but supportive to me and tried to belittle them yeah. because you're not so Such I was like do me a quick favor and hit the unfollow button I loved and, it yeah and then it's just people on the internet in general are just too much and especially when they put themselves out there like that and then the person who they're like like you're not going to be i've done it multiple times it's my favorite thing to do on the internet (laughs) if i'm on a video of somebody i support and love if i see a comment and i click on that video and i go to their profile and they're a follower of mine you can unfollow on tiktok so i can literally make them unfollow remove as follow you remove them so i remove them as a follower and i go on and i'm I tell them I like I know people are like oh I I hate it when people announce their departure from my content because like I I could literally care less so but for this it's like the opposite it's funnier because like I'm going to choose for you that you're not going to be a follower of mine because you're just not worthy of it so like I will do that now when I see comments I'll be like I noticed that you were following me 
so you're not anymore because my followers don't come on to other people's videos and make people feel bad we don't do that in my community so you can't be in my community if, god damn yeah so god damn so i do that I, I do that a lot and if the comment is serious enough i block the person because that's the other thing um that I do and a boundary that I've set for myself on Instagram and TikTok is that if somebody announces their departure from my content, I block them because I, you are not going to try to make me feel bad for my content or something I say or do and then not follow me, but then come back and indulge my content because mm-hmm. my profile is open. Yeah. You don't get no, that. No, you don't get no, that. No. So I, I always, if somebody says, they're blocking me or they're unfollowing me or anything of those lines or they I see that they made a comment or they belittled somebody I always am like yeah if you're mm-hmm. going if you're going to do the deleting I'm going to make sure that you can no longer come back to view my content because that's not how this works you don't get to pick and choose and that's just a boundary for me as a creator it's like I'm putting out this free content you're not going to come into my dms try to make me feel bad unfollow me which drops my statistics and then attempt to come back every Tuesday to watch all of my all of my videos because I know people do that. So it's like you're if you're going to choose to not have my content because something that I've, I've that I've done has pissed you off, then I'm going to make sure that you can no longer see my content. Just the cockiness of being someone who could write in a comment <laughs> and like this is what I don't get. Well, number one, I don't understand the audacity to even put a negative comment on anything because like mm-hmm. if I see a TikTok that I, I'm not into or if I don't like, like I just scroll past it um same with youtube if, I, if it's a video i don't enjoy i don't con- like don't leave one star itunes reviews on podcasts like what why would you do that only review if you like it like i don't know i just don't understand why people think that they're so high and mighty to go i'm unfollowing you yeah. and see here's the thing i always want to create a culture of welcome welcome criticism on my platform i gained 1.5 million followers in less than a year i have multiple people watching me now which is new to me i am a normal human being that is living her life that is learning as she grows that is i i am not people hold me to this high standard but i am just like you i am learning i am having a platform comes with responsibility to you know speak out for and amplify voices that need to be heard like there's multiple things that come along but i am learning because i didn't have this a year ago i have it now and i didn't have it a year ago and there's a lot that has to happen between then and now to get that type of a lot of people have that static growth and they learn things as they go i was literally put into it and i'm very grateful for it but Uh, with that also comes some type of honesty and understanding with my growth and and you know using my words and things so I always want to create an open culture of message me if I say if I Mm. if I am your friend and I say something to you that is offensive fucking call me the fuck out like tell me that I said that and why that made you feel that way right because either I'm going to agree with you or I'm not going to agree with you and obviously when it comes to um race and the LGBTQ community and those types of things like there's there's no there's no me agreeing or not agreeing if I'm not using the right pronouns or if I'm not using the right wording when I'm speaking about something like tell me because I don't know everything I am not I am literally nobody who got a platform being funny and posting about self-love and 
body positivity. So like, I don't know everything there is to know about the black community. I don't know everything there is to know about the LGBTQ plus community, but I'm learning and I spend a lot of my time learning and educating myself and trying to unlearn biases that I have and trying to be aware of the privilege that I have. So I've spent a lot of the time doing that, but I don't know everything. So I always try to create this community of let me know. Like I posted the other day about beaver tails yes i saw that i posted about beaver tails um i just learned that in the indigenous community up north beaver tails are actually an edible food source right so they you know and that i didn't know that so when i post we don't actually eat beaver tail a lady that follows me kindly messaged me and said we actually do in the indigenous community eat beaver tail and i was like wow like i had no idea that is that's totally cool she sent me an article i read the article i asked her if my wording offended her at all i just i went yeah. and deleted it like did my wording say we don't actually eat i could see why that might be offensive to somebody who is indigenous and does and right. she was like no it wasn't your wording i just wanted you to know that part of the indigenous community does eat beaver tail so now i know that people do and how they do like i know how to cook one i know (laughs) i know i literally but that's the cool part about having a platform and having that open door policy with my followers is like tell me if i'm saying something that could possibly be harmful because if you know me and you know the platform that i have then you know my intention as a human being is never to make somebody feel bad right 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 there are people whose intentions are yeah but if you know me and you followed me long enough then you should know that i would never want to hurt you so if you ever come to my content and you feel hurt then let me know and i'll try to explain my side of things um and i'll be educated so like at the end of the day but most of the people who unfollow me it's like if i post anything that's like anti-trump or like my political views and and that's a whole other other thing but at the end of the day if you don't if we can disagree on we can disagree a lot on a lot of things but if we're going to disagree on human rights and i'm not having this conversation with you and that's that's that is very much bottom line what it is for a lot of people so i had a lot of people choose to leave my platform when i posted openly about the black lives matter movement and Mm -hmm. when i was posting about fundraising and donating to um black charities and things like that like but it was those were followers that i'm like okay cool because i don't i don't want to create my content for you if you don't if you aren't willing to sit here and educate yourself because i do realize that there are people who follow me that are also learning from me like i'm not naive to realize that that there are people who might not see the severity of um this like the systemic racism that happens in canada and the united states everywhere Mm -hmm. but like i realize that there are people that don't see those severities and are very you know blind to it so me posting about it isn't meant to shove it down your throat it's meant to show you that it is happening and it yeah. is and it is there and while i'm learning about it if i can share resources that help you learn about it then cool like that that's, right. that's kind of about it but i had a lot of people that were like Fuck. very hateful and and if i'm getting it as a white woman um i could just assume what was yeah. happening too so i just i i let that stuff kind of go but that is also another big part about having a platform in general too is like learning your boundaries on who you care about having as followers and who, yeah. who you don't care about having as followers. But which, I think, but you have so much value in you need to treat people with respect. Right. And I think that it's like, yeah, I mean, you might not have the same political affiliation, 
but the second that you step over the line of treating people with respect like that's when it's yeah that's when it's done and i think too like the the other part and like when we had talked about earlier about influencers and and content creators is like they're influencers who build their their influence and have a platform and choose to stay silent because because they're afraid of losing followers or because Mm -hmm. they're afraid of and i don't care Mm -hmm. so i don't if if me Mm -hmm. telling you that there's an injustice for the black community in the united states offends you then you can see yourself see you later yeah like you can see yourself out and i don't i there are certain there are certain times that I choose to speak and there's certain times that I sit back and I'm still learning on when and what's appropriate. And like, that's where that's part of having a platform. But, um, that's been a huge learning process for me is like, when, when do I step up as a privileged white woman to say something for the black community? And when do I sit back and just amplify the voices? And so it's like, it is a fine line, but my community has been amazing in stepping in to say this was impactful or, um, just tonight I had um, a follower message me and she's like, I am a a black Canadian. Um, I know that you didn't do this as a thank you, but I just want to tell you this. And then when I said something, she came back with and said, I don't want, don't want to uh, critique your like wording, but this is how I felt when you said this. And I was like, thank you. And I was like, this was my intention behind it. And she said, Oh, okay. That makes sense. And it's just like a dynamic conversation, which is the way that it should be. Um, and like that's that's another like that's just been part of my learning process over the last like months and you're doing that okay so here's my other question do you have someone to confide in when you have to make these i mean scott's there but like you're you're your own boss right now it's not like you have you can go to your manager and say what do i do boss like you're it um so like do you have anyone that you confide in when you are in those moments of like what do i post or like how do i approach this like um do you follow the bird's papaya? I do now yeah. because you were on it. <laughs> so I love Sarah. Um, and Sarah, Thanks so much. <laughs> uh, she, Sarah Nicole Landry is her name, but she goes by the bird's papaya love online. That. That's like the, biz, like the, the kind of label she's created for herself. Um, and she too has a podcast, which I was on. Um, she has been a big support for me with a lot of stuff. And, um, not specifically about posting, but just like to vent to for support or like learning how to set boundaries and learning yeah. how to like, how should I feel about this? And how should I, um, right. Do you, tra- um, trailer trash Tammy? Have That's you- familiar. Yeah. It's Chelsea Lynn. She's been super helpful and there's, there's the people don't realize how close knit a lot of the self-love community specifically is. Um, mm. And I think that comes a lot with, to do with like our message and what we're promoting too, is that's like, we just want the message to be promoted and we want, uh, we, the more people that are doing it eventually, like it's got to catch on. Like <laughs> eventually yeah. it's just got to be helpful. So yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of those, um, those women in this, and I learn indirectly. So like I, I don't, ever post anything unless i'm educated on it yeah it'll sometimes happen that something will happen and i'm out i'm doing something i i'm off social media for multiple hours and then i'll get dms being like you didn't post about this or you need to post about this and i'm very open on it and i don't know about it i'm not posting about it 
if I don't, if I haven't been able to sit down for an hour of my time to read multiple news articles about it, to listen to other content creators, platforms, to listen to the voices that it's directly affecting, I'm not posting about it. Yeah, because that's I'm not blindly posting on my platform. Just, just because your followers yeah. are telling you to. No. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, because and it's not like that's not who I am. That's not how I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to take my time to figure out how I want to word things. I'm going to take my time to read the fucking room. Yeah, like like let's yeah. see how people are specifically with what happened in the United States. Um, yeah, like I sat back and I listened to the black women that I follow Mm -hmm. express how they were feeling Mm -hmm. what was going on what how did they feel it's not my time to speak up no I don't need to share about how sad it is that this is happening I think the black community knows they live it they breathe it they this is what they go through on a regular basis they didn't need me to post a meme about how there was a discrepancy between what would have happened if the community was black versus what happened to the white right. supremacists. Like right, right, I, right. they don't need me to tell them that they right. know it. I don't yeah. have, that doesn't do anything. What they need me to do is to listen and to educate myself and to make, take action. Yeah. So like to do something, that's, do something. Right. So I, that's what I did and that's what I, I do. So that's another boundary that I set, which was actually taught to me by what, by, Oh, who was it? someone who I followed early, early on was just like, don't like, don't like, don't contribute to the hysteria of what's going on by sharing things that literally do nothing. Like there's no, that doesn't, that being shared does nothing but share your opinion, like share your opinion. Right. Sharing a meme is like an easy way to just kind of say you agree with, with what these people are feeling with, but like just share your opinion or do some, something actionable. Something. So yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. It's been wow. it's been overwhelming. Um, it sounds I feel tired for you because <laughs> I'm mostly just like I, just the idea of managing all these duties on a day to day, and the organization it takes and the time management it takes. Like, are you tired? Are you exhausted? <laughs> like, like, My like honestly, is like so messed up. That's like been the hardest part for me is that I'm up until like. 2 30 or 3 o'clock in the I morning. noticed that you're you're a night owl just like me I'm such a night owl do you also get up early though no <laughs> so then it's like 11 a.m yes. 11 a.m so if like I have content deadlines or if I have anything like that it just fucks me up yeah so like I'm I'm tired but I don't feel tired like I felt when I was working like a nine to five before you're fulfilled tired yeah like fulfilled tired tired. because i'm doing something that i love doing and i think that that i never really realized that there was a difference but there is very much a difference you know like i would i yeah there's very much a difference in it um but it's like a again i i have a privilege right now to like have this platform and to live the life that i'm living so it's like i being tired my pr- it's a privilege to me now because it's like I get to live my life how I want to live right. whereas when I was feeling tired before it was because I was literally like working myself uh, so I deep into the ground for emotionally exhausted else. right yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. Th- yeah it's um it's exhausting with like certain things but at the same time it's just been it is the coolest there's no other way to describe it it's just cool like it is so cool to like meet people and 
make people feel good and have somebody buy a pair of jeans because you you suggest it for them and then have them be like the like I had a mom send me a picture yesterday saying that she bought she never had bought jeans from American Eagle before and didn't realize that she could fit into them and then she bought herself um plus size jeans from American Eagle and how they're the comfiest pair of jeans she's ever worn and that her daughters complimented her on how stylish she looked in them and how cool that felt and like that that is an impact that I Mm want to have Mm -hmm. that's important to me because Mm -hmm. there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I want to share with people to make them feel better because I've been there and I've gone through it and like people look at me and they're like oh you're so calm and confident and it's like I worked really hard for this like I worked really hard on myself to get to this point Um, and I work every day it is not an easy thing that is a wrap on part one with Alicia McCarvel. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I sure freaking did. Please be sure to tune in to part two coming next Friday, where we dive into body positivity, self-love, and confidence. And of course, because we did not plan for a two-part episode, I'm giving Alicia a formal outro here to say, follow her on social media. That is TikTok and Instagram at Alicia McCarvel. You will not regret it. You will be hooked for sure. And the biggest thank you ever to Alicia McCarvel for coming on and being an amazing guest. And thank you for tuning in. Of course, make sure that you are subscribed to Intoxicated and consider leaving an Apple podcast rating or review and tell your friends. I hope you'll tune in next week for the second part of this episode. But for now, ring that bell.